What's going on, everybody? I'm Chris. And I'm Sherman. And, and we, we are... Friends? Are we, are we friends? I mean, I would think... I would like to think of us as friends. Yeah, we've known each other for a while. Yeah. A, a month? Two months? I think it... I'd say at least two months. No. Yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll stay with two months. We'll stay let's with go, two months. Let's go with two months. All right. Cool. So, so I think it's an interesting story about actually how we met. Yeah, definitely. Because I've never met a friend through Bumble BFF before. Um, and that's what I used to meet Sherman. And, um, yeah, that is actually how we met. I think what it was was like, I'm going to talk about my experience because I have friends come and go. As you get older, I would say in my 30s now, it's really hard to get like long connection friends that you can like feel like are like family. Yeah. So that's like most when... most of the people that I'm really good friends with, I've known since middle school or high school at least. And that's p- pretty much when you meet most of your long lasting friends. Because outside of college, once you become an adult, you know, you're like, where do I fucking meet people to hang out with? Agree. Yeah. And I think that's why going to bars wasn't working for me. So I was like, one of my friends, Gabby, was like, hey, you should download this app, Bumble BFF. And you can use it as a dating site, but you could also use it to make friends. And that's when I was like, all right, I downloaded it, went through a few profiles. I came across Chris' profile. It was a little dark, a little, you know, a little, a little weird gothic. Looking. Yeah, <laughs> a little weird looking. And I was just like, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to match. We'll see whatever. And then we started talking. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, the, from my perspective of it, too, um, I, I just moved here from California. And I didn't know how to meet people, you know, like I'd. I'm a tattoo artist and, you know, it's it's sometimes like I have become friends with clients in the past, but, you know, it's, it's, it's weird because sometimes when you become friends with clients, they almost expect you to give them a better deal on tattoos. And then it's mm-hmm. like almost like losing that steady workflow because now you're giving people discounts on tattoos because you've become friends with them. So, but, so I was, I was kind of lost in the sense that like I I wanted some sort of companionship and you know I went through a couple bitches at first thinking hey maybe if I got laid that that'll satiate my need for companionship and it didn't so I was just like well you know what I think I just need a friend like someone to hang out with and so I was talking to one of my friends who lives in Washington and she's like well how about you try Bumble BFF one of my one of my guy friends out here actually met one of his good friends on Bumble BFF. And I'm like, you know what? I'll give it a try. Why not? And that's when I came across Sherman's page. And, you know, I've, I've talked to a couple other guys on there, but I haven't actually hung out with any of them. Sherman's the only one I have. And, um, yeah, I mean, we had we had good conversation the first time we hung out. Everything felt comfortable and fluid. And then uh, we just went from there. I agree. I, I think when we first met, I was like, I, was, I didn't know what to expect because we met at a park because yeah. I, I go to this local park and I walk there. It is nothing sketchy. I just go there to walk. Right. Yeah. And I was just like, you know, you sh- I'm going to be walking at the park. You should come up. And then like I see this long Hirsch looking red Dodge vehicle pull up and I'm just like, all right, I'm probably going to die. It's OK. I've got my will and everything situated. And then like we started talking and we were walking and it was just like. It just like like you said, it was it just felt natural. It was easy to talk to. It wasn't like 
no preconceived notions or like it wasn't that alpha male. Like I'm not trying to say Chris is not like a male or like he's not have he doesn't have this dominating personality that almost feels like anything that I do or if I hang out with a certain person, I'm being prejudged or I'm yeah. worried about like outer views coming in and like judging me based on who I'm hanging around. So yeah. that just kind of felt right. Well, I've also been judged for the way I look many times from many people. Like everybody kind of has a preconceived notion about me when they first see me because I'm not your average looking person. I've got a lot of facial tattoo, facial piercings and I've got a lot of tattoos. So people see me and they're like, oh, he's probably an asshole, which I can be sarcastically you know i'm a sarcastic asshole i don't but i don't like infringing on other people's days because i don't like it when my day is infringed upon you know so i'm one i'm not going to judge anybody for the way they live their lives because i mean you don't become a tattoo artist by being an upstanding citizen so you know i'm i can't judge it the way i see it i can't judge anybody because of my life is questionable as well you know so why would I judge somebody for something that they do when I could very easily be judged myself but I mean it's funny because I have this uh, I have this one friend back in California he's one of my really good friends and his his cousin I guess I guess I met his parents his, his cousin's parents at some point I don't remember I think it was at one of their family parties but I was talking with his cousin one time and his, his cousin was telling me how his parents think I'm the most interesting person in the world to them. And I was like, what? I was like, wait, I've met your parents before. And he's like, yeah, you know, like it was at this family event. And I was like, okay, cool. And so he's like, he's like, yeah, I was like, but why, why do they think I'm an interesting person? And they're like, he's like, because of what you look like versus how you present yourself. They're like, they saw you and they were weirded out by what you look like. And then you introduced yourself to them in the most polite way ever and so they saw they saw something and then they experienced something completely from different from what they judged you as and I'm like well I appreciate that you know like I I do my best to be well-spoken and I guess the epitome of don't judge a book by its cover I agree. I will say that now I, people who are listening probably have no idea how you look. I guess he gave you a brief description, but I ideally I like to describe Chris as like this emo gothic slash if anyone I might be dating myself, but there's this band called Kiss and everybody usually knows who they are. like yeah. those people. He looks like them. But then like he's also like. When he talk and he speak, he might as well just be a Teletubby because he just acts like, <laughs> oh, I'm nice. I'm a good guy. You're like, you know, he doesn't come off like he says the way he looks. And like, I think that's kind of like most of my friends has met Chris is just like, wow, he's not what I expected him to be. And I was just like, I, I don't know. I, I told him when they met him, I was like, he's just different. Yeah. And that's good, though, like diversity in all forms, whether it's the way you look and you present yourself or whether it's just like, you know, whatever nowadays it's just like i'm glad the world has changed from what it used to be yeah but this also brings us to like so right now it's november so me and chris actually were friends and since this has been about two months right around halloween time is when like we hung out for like i guess i wanted him to choose a place where he well actually he was supposed to go somewhere with a female yeah and i think she canceled or she just didn't so it was it was a tinder girl that i was hanging out with for um, a little while and then 
things got things got complicated and we stopped hanging out but I had me and her her and I actually her and I had already bought um, tickets to go to um, these parties and it was they were gonna be held at a um, a castle and I was like she was like you would you want to go with the to these with me um, they're they're a lot of fun and I was like I've never been to anything like that but it sounds like a lot of fun so let's do it so I bought the tickets and then at like probably a couple weeks after we bought tickets we stopped hanging out and honestly a week before uh, the party I decided I was like I was like fuck I really want to go to this but I don't want to go by myself and then I was like ah oh, Sherman I'm sure Sherman will be down to go to something like this with me yeah, and when you brought it up, I was like, okay, a castle. All I heard was castle. I'm like, I don't know, where is this castle? And then he told me, and then, like, he sent me links to, like, what it was about. And I was just like, a kink slash furry, like, fetish party. And I was just like, you know what? I don't mind stepping outside of my zone. I'm all for trying new things as long as it's not, like, skydiving or something I can die in. I'm not going skydiving. I'll never ask you to go skydiving because fuck that. You, yeah. you could not pay me enough money to jump out of a plane. Which is weird because he looked like he would go skydiving. <laughs> Maybe. You know, I could, I could see how I could give off the vibe of somebody who might go skydiving, but no, nah, fuck that. I'm a tall person, and I think it's... I think it's common for tall people to be afraid of heights. Really? I think so because I'm definitely I'm like I'll go up to high places like if I'm if I'm like say I'll go up to on a lighthouse or go up to the top of a building or something if I'm going to look over the edge I'm the type of person who will get on my fucking body like I will lay down and look over the edge oh, okay. because I'm not trying to like look over the edge a breeze comes by and pushes me over like fuck that How tall are you? I'm 6'4". Okay. So this imagine this 6'4 man standing at the top of a building and this gentle breeze just comes through and just swoops him away <laughs> like he's a feather. I don't think that's how it works. I, I listen fears are irrational and that is an irrational fear. I will okay. I will gladly admit that it is very irrational. But that is a thought that goes through my mind every time I get up on a very high level of some. I won't even jump off of a cliff in a thirty foot cliff into water. Wait, have you ziplined before? I will do ziplining. Okay, ziplining's dope because I'm strapped in and I'm fucking zooming down through some trees or some shit. That's cool as fuck. I'm, I'm cool with speed, mm -hmm. and if I'm harnessed into something that is tried and true, I'm down to do it. But like carnival rides, fuck that. Really? Not even carnival rides? Like uh, roller coasters? Are you really? kidding? No, I hate roller coasters. I hate roller coasters. As long as they're moving fast, I'm good. I can go through the motions. I, I can do I can do the fast roller coasters, but like anything with a really large like drop, mm -hmm. I'm good. Give okay. Me the, give me the fuck away from those things. That makes sense. But let's get back to the part where we went to this kink party okay. because Okay, mind you, right? Like, I'm still just getting to know Chris. And then he's just like, oh, yeah, you know, we're going to go to this kink party. I, I was like, all right, fine. I'm, I'm down to go. So the night of the party comes and he's like, you know, he's just I, like my whole perspective of going into this was I was going to be a wingman. Like, that was my thing is like, I'm you. I have four. I have three brothers. I've been their wingman before when they go. And Chris is single. So for all the ladies listening you, at this moment, you know, uh, November 15th, 2022, Chris is single. So if the ladies want to look him up, then, you know, I'm sure you can find him somewhere. <laughs> but we went to this kink party. And I was like, I'm going to be the wingman. And then we we get there and it's luckily it wasn't cold. 
right? It was not cold. It was like the day before it was Halloween. A, it was a little bit. No, it wasn't the day. It was the weekend of Halloween. Okay. So Halloween was on a Monday and the party was on Friday. Okay. All right. Yeah. <clears throat> but I mean, I wouldn't say it was cold. It was chilly, but it wasn't cold for sure. Like you could stand outside and it, it wouldn't bother you. True. True. So we had a few shots. We get we started driving towards the location. I'm like, all right, fine. It's the castle. It has to be somewhere that's like big, right? Like mm-hmm. it's and we started driving and then it's just like woods and like woods. And I'm like, all right, so I'm definitely getting killed. This is definitely <laughs> uh, like a cultural sacrifice. It's a castle. It's a the king sat- party. Satanic rituals going on. That's what I thought was happening. We get there. We get in and. I just start seeing things like it was slow starting. It was not packed yeah. when we first got there, but like I'm seeing things I've never seen before. I'd never been to a kink or fairy party, so I didn't know what I was getting into. I had never been to a fetish party as well. It was my first time as well, but I was just excited to try something new. Yeah, there was. There was like when we first got there, we, there were several locations, and we had the VIP ticket, so there's like a heated area with food. Mm-hmm. We went there, and then we went out to like the big event area where there was like everything was outside. And there was this girl who was getting, like, hot wax poured on her. Yeah. And then he was also, like, setting, like, paper or something on fire. I think it was cotton. Okay, cotton. He was setting it on fire on her body. And I was just like, okay, this is definitely, this is one of those, like, I was like, we're getting into, like, Circus Olay or, like, freak show type, you know, scenarios, which I don't claim to know everything about those different, like, entertainment or fetishes, but... Mm. I, I guess I just kind of correlated it to is like maybe this is might be what I'm getting myself into, but it was fun. Like there were people dressed up in costumes. Yeah. We had on costumes. Like it was all we had to wear black. I had I, ha- I had on all, just all black. I didn't really wear a costume. I had a mask, like a a masquerade mask, and like a black button up shirt and black leather pants on, and some black shoes. And then you dressed up as like. A was, gender fuck kind of drag. Yeah. So you're like half male, half female kind of drag, like warlock. Yeah, pretty much that was it. Because I had like a staff and I had mm-hmm. like this like female top that had like a cape to it. And then I had on like, might as well say it was a Speedo because it's technically what it, it was. But yeah. it was fashioned to look better than a Speedo. Yeah. And then I had on black boots because like it was a lot of walking. That would have been yeah. a bad idea if I wore heels. But yeah, it was a gender fuck yeah. type atmosphere to a gender fluid whatever you want to call it that's definitely what i was aiming for mm-hmm. and i was like no one's probably going to do that but i was wrong because there was a lot of there was a lot of people in a lot riskier type of outfits Look, remember that one dude who was wearing um like a harness and a cock sleeve and that's oh, yeah. it yeah he was with that girl who the, his wife or whoever she was that was crazy because like when we saw him like, mind you, you know, I'm not getting very detailed, but, like, clearly he was erect on some level. There was no stuffing going on. There was definitely yeah. some erection going on. And I was just like, this guy must have taken a Viagra pill. Because four hours later when we saw him, he was still, still full <laughs> attention. And we were like, yep. there is no way this is possible. There, yeah. He had to take something. Mm-hmm. But I, did they win anything? I think yeah, they, they, won they, won the, uh, they won the best costume co- uh, contest because... Like like I said, he was wearing a harness and a cock sleeve, and his wife was wearing pasties and something that covered her vagina, and like like a foxtail that you just like that sh- that was tied on around her. Yeah. Which it would have been better if she was wearing one of those like butt plug, uh, um, yeah, foxtails. Yeah. 
because that would have that just completed the entire outfit. That would have been, but that would have been very uncomfortable for her. Oh, like, absolutely. Four sure. hours. I mean, I don't know. She might be a pro. She might have been able to handle it. Okay. I don't know. But we're missing the part where, like, when we first got there, we did a walking around. We saw all of the little stations and everything. Mm-hmm. And then out of nowhere, I don't even know how we ran into them. I don't know if I approached them. I can't. I don't know why it's blurry to me. The that one girl actually approached you telling her telling you how much she loved your outfit. Oh, okay. And right, then right. you two started talking and then since you two were talking, I noticed that she was there with a friend and so me and the friend started talking and uh and then we just ended up spending the rest of the night with those two. Literally the entire night we spent with them. And I mean yeah. it wasn't bad, it was fun. Like yeah. we just kinda like they came with us places, we kinda looked after them and well, not really looked after them. They were adults. We kinda, we kinda, I mean, we kind of did, though. They were fucked up. Yeah. And, like, like on a certain level, like, they were both, you know, they were both there to have a good time. But you could also tell that they weren't there to be slutty or scandalous, yeah. you know? They didn't want to get with anybody. And, it like, like from the beginning, I kind of got, like, I, I was instantly comfortable with both of them. Mm-hmm. And they both told me that they were instant like they instantly had this like protected feeling being around me mm-hmm. like they didn't feel like I was going to try anything with them and I even told them flat out like look you guys are fucked up I'm staying sober for this I'm going to let Sherman get drunk if he wants to but I'm going to stay sober so I can be the designated driver so like I'm not the type of person who's going to take advantage of somebody who's fucked up because I would feel like a shitty person. Yeah. You know, if I was if I was fucked up and then another person was fucked up and we ended up hooking up whatever, um, it's water under the bridge. I'm not going to I'm not going to like feel like an asshole for doing something like that because we were both intoxicated. But if like if I'm sober like I was, I'm not going to take advantage of somebody, but yeah, we had a good time. We walked around, we went to a couple different stages and we danced with each other. Um, got drunk or not, I didn't get drunk, but we got a couple drinks and like, I, I think I had maybe two drinks the entire time I was there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't get drunk the entire time, but I had a great time. Oh no, it was definitely fun for sure. I, I just, I, from my perspective, cause I can't speak for Chris. I'm going to speak from my perspective. Okay. So these girls came, uh, complimented me on my outfit. I told them I love their outfits. And then like... Somehow we became attached to hip to them, which was fine with me because I didn't care. I was just there to have fun. And it was I was like, hey, more power just to have more people hanging around and just having fun. And I just remember like I remember like seeing Chris with this one of the girls and he was clearly into her. And like I was like, okay, so this is my job to step in as a wingman. okay? and I'm not going to go into too much detail because I like both of these girls. I just remember like the girl that I was supposed to be the wingman for she was very lovely, very sweet, just a sweet individual, even if she was intoxicated. But like, I had my work cut out for me. Like she was a <laughs> handful the entire night. And I was just like, you know, I got this, I got this. And several times I found myself being like, the person you lean on, the person she was dancing with, the person she was like drinking and taking shots with. And I was just like, I don't care. You know, I was like, I'm just gonna keep her occupied. So, you know, Chris can get his Mac on with this girl. I know how to be a wingman. I know how to do my job, but like, it was fun and it was great. And I'm tr- I'm trying to remember. I remember we us going to the bathroom because she had to use the bathroom. And then like we went into this. It was like this. 
Was it a VIP section? I think it was an EDM section. Okay, it was EDM section. Yeah, because there was like a cage and girls were dancing in the cage and like it was, they were playing EDM music because the other stage that we were at was like a burlesque slash stripper stage. Mm -hmm. And so like strippers were dancing on a pole or like, or like, like every now and then like a drag, uh, a couple drag girls would come out and they would, they would do their shows and like, you know, so it was, it was like, it was a, the performance stage where like the different, different performers were. And that's where we spent most of our time. But yeah, when we went to the restroom with them, because that one needed to use the restroom, um, that's when we went into like the EDM, the EDM room where they were just playing EDM music, which I mean, that room looked pretty cool too. It was really cool. It was really fun. Like, I, I would do it again. Like, it doesn't even have to be Halloween. If they had another, like, kink party, I think I would go because I think it opened my eyes. I, I don't think I'm a closed-minded person, but I think I have not experienced a lot of, like, what's available in the world because yeah. I, I am from, like, country, North Carolina, small town. Like, those places exist, but they're, like, those scenarios like it's usually like a special event like halloween where they feel like it's safe for them to like be who they are and come out yeah like i'm from i'm from los angeles like california area and i mean there are clubs that are focused around kink and fetish parties that happen every weekend you know but it's la it's land of all the slutty people (laughs) oh so what you're saying is you're a slut okay i'm not a slut but you said it's the land and you come from that land so I mean, put two and two together. I'm joking. I don't think Chris <laughs> is a slut. I think he is. I think he's a very interesting <laughs> straight white male that happens to be six two. Six said? four. Six six four. Yeah. Okay, six four. All right. I didn't. Think, I don't know. I don't know why I keep thinking it like. And it is weird that those girls were just like, oh yeah. For some reason, we feel protective of you, you 6'4 white male with tattoo piercings all in your face, yeah. you know, with this black outfit who looked like he could have possibly been a villain from like a comic book or like a superhero movie. I can fuck with that. Yeah, you were definitely like a villain. <laughs> you looked villainesque, but like when you talked, you were just like, oh no, I'm just Alfred the butler. Like I'm the friendly, not old guy, but like I'm just a friendly. I'm just your friendly neighborhood butler. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but I mean, speaking of just in general i mean we would have to see if there's like another kink party because i would i would like to see i can look up um the the castle because i know they hold events there pretty often so i can see if there's anything coming up i mean hell yeah and i mean to this day i mean just because people probably might want to know is we actually did at the end of the night chris offered to drive the beautiful young ladies home which he did I did, yeah. I drove. We drove. I drove them home, and then we went back to my place, and because Sherman had come to my place, so he could get changed. But yeah, and then uh, you know, ended up getting um, one of their numbers, the one that I was kind of hanging out, interested in. Uh, I got her number, and uh, her and I have hung out a couple times since since then, and it's been nice. You know, so nothing. Not really trying to push anything. Just you know. Just hanging out. So just for the audience, what exactly is your type? Like when you think, of, like if you think of the ideal woman that would like just come into your life and just catch you off guard. Intelligence is the biggest turn on. Um, like if you don't have anything going on between your ears, please stay the fuck away from me. Uh, <laughs> I mean, 
I mean, it makes yeah, sense. You know, Almost like, like I need to be able to hold a, a good conversation with you. And also, I don't care what your political beliefs are, but if they differ from mine, then can we at least agree to disagree? I would love to have somebody that I could have a conversation with. And listen, if you can change, like, I, I don't necessarily believe that I fall to one side. I like to say I'm more broad spectrum because there are some things that I agree with that fall on one side of it and there are things that I agree with that fall on the other side of it so like I I just there's not I don't necessarily believe that I am one side of it um and I don't think I think a lot of people are that way they're just too afraid to openly talk about it you know yeah. um because like most of their friends would say fall under one demograph and so they just they just conform to whatever their friends are doing i don't really care about conforming i like to i'm, I'm gonna be myself unapologetically always so if if people don't fuck with that that's okay with me you know i'm not everybody's cup of tea i have had people who didn't like me who thought i was cocky uh, a cocky asshole and i'm like confidence there's a fine line between confidence and cockiness and I think I am on that line, though. Like, I'm not cocky. I, I do think I, I do understand that there are better tattoo artists than me, for sure. Um, and I'm just on a path to grow as not only as a person, but as an artist. And um, but yeah, like people definitely think I'm cocky sometimes, but it's just it's just more being confident because I have my own insecurities. I just don't put them up on, on other people. I agree. I agree. I mean, so you like someone who's smart. I like someone who's smart. Attraction is a number one thing for me. Like, call me shallow, but I can't, they're, like, I'm not going to be interested unless I'm visually interested at first. And, but also at the same time, I don't care what race it is. If you're... If you're black and hot, you're black and hot. If you're like Latino, if you're um, like Middle Eastern, if you're Asian, white, I don't care. Although I will say most of the women that I have been with are white women, but that do it doesn't mean I'm not attracted to other races. It's just it's just happened to be that the women that I've connected with the most happen to be normally white blonde women. But oh, okay, so yeah. you do have a type. I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. But I mean, and it's not necessarily that I have a type. It's just that's how it works out. You mm -hmm. know, I haven't had like, I mean, I've dated, I've dated Burnett's for sure. Um, that chick was psycho. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I've also dated a blonde that was batshit crazy too, you know? So like, it, you gotta, yeah, it's, it's hard to like you can't judge a book by its cover like you have to get to know the get yeah. in scenarios where you get to know the person not only that but anybody can play a really sweet person for a month and then they get used to you and they're like by the way this is me and yeah. you're like oh shit um, well now that brings in the question of just like well i want to say as a question is just like an observation for me it's like i also feel like i don't like when i meet people in the perspective is like oh well what's your uh, zodiac sign 
Oh, I can't <laughs> date you because you're a Scorpio. And I'm oh like, okay, God. first of all, I do, listen, if you look for characteristics of yourself in anything, you will find it. Absolutely. So when people say, I know it's not that I don't believe in the Zodiac signs. It's just that like, I do believe, okay, some characteristics that people say about Scorpions are true. Like if you cross me over, then I'm going to get, I'm going to get back at you, period. Mm-hmm. But, like, at the same time, I don't go out my way being that person, if that yeah, makes sense. Exactly. And the other things about Scorpio is, like, we're super freaky and all this other stuff. I'm just like, okay, I don't think that applies to me. Like, I mean, yeah. I, I in certain levels, yeah, but, like, you can look at things that's about a Sagittarius and be like, you know what, those traits are me as well. But that doesn't mean you're, like, you shouldn't take one thing and just equate all of those personality types to a person. Absolutely. And then you get the wrong impression. And then when you try to date them, you figure out there's something else. And you're like, oh, my God, I was so wrong. Well, of course, because humans are complex. Yeah, exactly. We're not we're not just what the newspaper says we are for that week. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. That, it's, just, <laughs> it's just stupid. But anyway, so you did end up going with uh, speaking with that one female mm-hmm. and y'all have hung out and stuff. And. You know, I actually, I actually liked her. She was really nice. She was yeah. really nice to me, and she seemed very like humble and like down to earth. And she was yeah. around my age, which I will not disclose. So <laughs> she was around my age, and I was like, finally, somebody that's around I know, my she, age. She's older than me, and I was just like, you know, that's that's also another thing. That's first of all, I thought she was like twenty five when I first met her. Yeah, and she's she like, no, good. I'm actually this age. I'm like, what the fuck? I mean, you look damn good for being your that age. But um, let's not try to give any hints like make me seem old. First of all, <laughs> no, she's, okay. not, she's not old, old, but like she like she she looked like she was 25. Um, but one thing that. Um, what was I going to say? Um, yeah, no, like one thing. Like I'm in my early 30s and um, she she. uh she is older than me and what's funny about that is my track record i normally date younger than me not a lot younger than me but like i'd say i'd say like right now like 25 26 is the youngest i would date um but that's normally the the demograph of like anytime any like whatever age i am i normally date somebody who's anywhere between four to five years younger than me. Um, so it's it's cool to have somebody that I'm actually very interested in who is older than me. And I, it's funny because I was actually talking to my parents on the phone the other day and they're like, oh, have you met anybody? I'm like, yeah, I met this one girl. She's really cool. And they're like, oh, that's cool. And I was like, by the way, she's actually like older than me. And they're like, what? <laughs> uh, okay, Mister, going for the younger, the young ones. Okay. Whatever. I mean, twenty five is not, That's not young. Young. Yeah. It's not like a teenager, like early twenties, twenty one. Listen, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna date a twenty one year old because all, the only thing twenty one year olds are focused on. And listen, I'm not, I'm not judging them because this is what I was focused on when I was twenty one. Is just getting drunk and partying. And I'm, I'm at that age where I'm like getting drunk and partying all the time is. Like, first of all, I don't like being around a lot of people. If I go to a bar and it's packed, I'm walking out. I want to be able to hear myself think. I want to be able to have a conversation with the person next to me without having to yell at them. True. You know? Um, so I just, when I was younger, I loved being around a lot of people. I loved going clubbing, doing all that stuff. Now that I'm older, I'm just like, no, I just want to hang out in a cool, chill vibe and see where the night goes 
True. Well, this actually gets us to because we went to this black party. We experienced it. It was it was nice. It was good. It was a kink party. Mm-hmm. But since we're on the topic of black, like the biggest thing right now is Black Panther just came out last mm-hmm. last weekend. We actually went to go see Black Panther yeah. uh, Wakanda Forever uh, for, oh, Thursday, Thursday mm-hmm. night. Yeah, Thursday night we went. Yeah. And um, we're not going to give out complete spoilers because not everyone has seen the movie right now and mm-hmm. I don't know when I'm posting this so it might be the point where everybody already seen it so I don't know if it really matters no. but I guess just the, your general thoughts of the movie I don't know if you're an MCU connoisseur of all the movies I've seen know. all of them yeah okay so I guess you're you're okay so first give your scale out of 10 what you would rate the movie and then like your experience watching the movie and don't feel ashamed. I don't think anybody from yeah, the fair. African-American community is going to track you down. <laughs> I, I doubt it. Um, out of 10, I would say... I would give it a 6 out of 10. Okay. And why? Um, because it wasn't... It didn't have the most like comedic relief to action... I feel like it also started out a little bit slow. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, I felt myself like sitting there like, okay, when, when somebody going to fuck somebody up, like I want to see some cool fight scenes, you know, and it doesn't have to be action packed the entire time, but I felt like it, I don't know. It just, it somehow it just started off really slow. Um, it was it also, it wasn't the worst Marvel movie. I, I personally, I think the worst Mar- Marvel movie out there right now is that Morbius movie. <laughs> oh God, we can't get into that. Right? <laughs> well, no, we're we're gonna bounce back to that. Yeah. I'm gonna just give my score and what I thought about the movie. So out of a ten, I would give Black Panther, Black Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. I would give it. I'd say a eight point five, and the reason why I'm saying that is because. I've been a connoisseur of the Marvel movies. I've seen everyone, every Disney Plus TV show. Mm-hmm. And my thing about Marvel is Marvel has always drunk, jumped into this trope of like, the villains are always an afterthought. Like, they're, yeah. they don't put a lot of thought into it. They're just there for the movie. And since they're only there for one movie, they don't really bother building, like, some big good backstory. Mm-hmm. Like, I would like for them to dedicate a movie to just, like, the villain, but why they became the villain, and then put them in a movie with a superhero, and then they lose but they don't necessarily die if that makes sense then you feel more connected to that kind of like the joker yeah like the joker Mm -hmm. so i will say i gave it an 8.5 because the movie did start off slow but i appreciated the movie for what it kind of was which was just like okay this movie is about mourning the death of Chadwick Boseman and Black Panther while also handing over the mantle so while there was very minimal action in the movie and i understand that they were trying to set up something that was kind of like Marvel is known for just doing big action movies. Like, yeah. that's that's what people... Oh, well, Mar- if there's no action in it, then it's a garbage Marvel movie. But the villain, Namor, I, was very deep. Like, he had yeah. reasons why he was the way that he was. Mm-hmm. And, like... I actually agreed with him on a lot of the shit, oh, too. Yeah. I was, like... Like, halfway through, I'm like, is this guy really the villain? Like, I feel like he's right. They should... Yeah. You know, like... Yeah, like... Okay, so I'm not going to give away the movie, but I'm just going to say, in the movie, there's this one part where... Namor is just goes to Wakanda and is just like, listen, why did you guys reveal yourself to the world? Like yeah. you are a one of the most advanced nations in the world. And if you're 
promoting and putting yourself out there like that, that makes us nervous because if they get access to vibranium, then that means that they're going to possibly run into us. If they're if you want if Wakanda is not willingly giving them vibranium, then they're going to look for it by themselves, which is ultimately we know we have it as well. They're going to mm. find us. Yeah. If we're the only two places in the world you can get it, then in in as far as we know, yeah, as far as we know, then that means you're bringing the spotlight into our world, and we need to know why you did this, and if you're an enemy or if you are, yeah, a, a, if you're an ally, exactly. Like it, the fact that you did do this opens us up as a target to the rest of the world when we were we were living our lives scot-free for the longest time you know we're happy go you know we're happy we're having our good time nobody knows about us and now people are starting to be like oh shit maybe there's something over here and now people are kind of sniffing around our neighborhood we don't want that so the fact that you're the ones who opened us up to to the possibility of the rest of the world finding out about us we should become allies and i think he was right in that sense you know yeah. like he, like wakanda is kind of at fault for that yeah they kind of they should take responsibility for that but at the same time like i mean i agree with you on that like namor wasn't wrong for how he approached him and how he talked to him because when he first when he first came to wakanda and talked to the the queen yeah he was just like listen i've heard of this place i can't believe it's so pristine and beautiful and amazing. He was like complimenting her. Yeah. And he was curious, like, what are y'all going to do? Like, he was literally coming to them as like, we've been hidden. You didn't know about us, but I'm revealing ourselves to you. We don't want the rest of the world to know, but we're want to work hand in hand with you so we can figure out like what's going to happen. Yeah. What's the next move? Yeah. What's the next move? Your king is dead because he died. Everyone knows Chadwick Boseman is dead. Mm -hmm. Your king is dead. The queen is in reign. I need to know what you're going to do so I can move accordingly. Mm -hmm. You know, and he actually, he was kind of wrong in one perspective because he kind of wanted to destroy the surface world. Yeah, but he, exactly. But he wanted to destroy it. He wanted to destroy it for the exact reason that made sense, which is that humans are dangerous and they're, they're not dangerous because of, they're not dangerous because of like the the weapons that they can create, they're dangerous because of their mindset and what they're willing their to do. Their greed and their unpredictability. Yeah. And that was his that was his whole thing. He was like, you yeah. know what? He was like, look, Wakanda, we don't have a problem with you, but we need to be allies or we can be enemies because if you're going to side with the rest of the surface world, we know they're crazy. They go to war with stupid stuff. Yeah. We, we're not willing to, like, you know, do that. Yeah. He's like, I'm not going to risk my community for people that have wronged my people in the past. Yeah. And I, I totally understood where he came from. Like, I, I don't trust most humans. Fuck. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. It, it's very rare that you find somebody who's just like, I can trust you 100% completely. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, I, I don't even know, like, my parents. And I'd say a handful. Like, I only have a handful of people that I care about. And I'd say a handful of those, of that handful of people, I can... I can surely say that I trust completely, but True. it's probably only like three out of the 10 people I love. I can trust completely with yeah. everything. Like I, there's people, there's people that I love and care about that I can trust with most things, but then there's, there's aspects about them and who they are where I'm like, you've done me dirty in this aspect. So I don't trust you with this type of shit, but I'll trust you with the rest of the type of shit. Okay. Like one of my one of my best friends has hooked up with like multiple girls that I've been interested in. Mm -hmm. 
behind my back. Oh. And then I found out about it later on down the line. So like I love him and I trust him for the most part. But if I'm going to start hanging out with the girl, I don't bring her around him until her and I are actually like in a relationship. And I can I know that I can trust the woman. Wow, that's that's an interesting perspective. I don't know if I could do that. Like, <laughs> if, if one of my friends like tried to sleep with someone I was interested in, I think I or they did, and then I found out after the fact. I would approach him and be like, "Yo, what what the fuck was that?" And then if he's just like, "Oh, I mean, you know, she wasn't your girl," I'm be like, "What? Like broke? Like guy code is a thing?" It is. It really is. And listen, I was I was very hurt and the only reason I really trust him now is because he's been in a relationship for the last six years and he doesn't he's not the type of person who cheats like she lives in Italy and he still hasn't cheated on her. So like they were they were she lived in the United States. She lived in California for the first four years of their relationship. And then once she finished finished school, her school visa ran out and she had to go back to Italy. And they decided to stay together. And they've been dating long distance for the last two years. So mm. they are still together. Um, and he admits, like, yeah, it's tough. But, like, he will never cheat on her. And I know that for a fact. You know, I could I could place the hottest chick in the world in his room and have her sp- spend the night. And I would wake up and open the door. And he'd probably be sleeping on the couch. And she'd be sleeping in the bed. Now, since we're getting off, because we're definitely moving off yeah, the top of Wakanda. But no, yeah. I, but, but no, the reason why I'm saying it is because this... This pivies into something that I was listening to, and oh man, I wish I could verbatim remember who was talking about it, but they were talking about men. Oh, I know. It was a statistic that just came out saying that now men are having less sex, and Trevor Noah was talking about it in his, um, on his daily okay. show, and he was saying how now a lot of... There's a study that came out that said men report it because... They they just ask me and they tell them it's like mm-hmm. hey and most men said they don't have as much sex as they would like mm-hmm. and then there was this whole scenario where of course social media and Twitter get involved and people are just like men going up there voicing their opinions like we should be having sex and you know we're entitled to it and I'm like entitled what do you mean entitled to it how are you entitled are you to something even, yeah exactly you can't be entitled to sex because if you if you truly feel like sex- you're entitled to sex buy a hooker true but sex is also there's a whole nother thing is like tra- like being a hooker or being an escort to a certain extent is frowned uh, frowned upon in our culture so fuck it so which there's is a true. lot of things that are frowned upon in our culture but people still do them like listen if you're gonna if you're gonna be one of those people who like frowns upon something but also is gonna bitch about the same basic like realm of thing then maybe you should just get over it because the beautiful thing about this world is your life is your life. You can do with your life whatever the fuck you want. And if people are going to judge you, tell them to go fuck themselves. Agree. But Trevor Noah said something that was very interesting. This is from his perspective, which I agreed with 100%. He said the problem in America and with this study is it's not that men are having less sex because the problem with men and the way men are raised in America or just the top the toxic behavior mm-hmm. of the way men are treated is, is like men don't know what true intimacy is. They think yeah, sex is intimacy, but that's not. They're, yeah. they're hand in hand, but they're not in that's the same tr- time. Exactly. Exactly. You know, like you, you can have an intimate night with a partner without even having sex. Whether, yeah. whether it be like, you know, like even if it's just cuddling and watching a movie, that's intimacy, you know? And 
I guess, I mean, I, I guess I could see how a lot of men, I, I feel like maybe the porn industry has changed the perspective on what sex really is for a lot of men because they expect a girl to fucking deep throat them and let them come on their face type of shit. And I can guarantee you that 90% of women do not like having their, getting a cum shot to the face. True. I think hear me out for a moment i think it is the idea of the simple fact of in the american culture is men can't be intimate with other men in the same way that women are with women and i'm not talking about intimate sexually i'm talking about intimate on like just having intimacy from like being able to talk to your male friend about deep emotions and having like, oh, yo, you know, let's have this conversation about this or I feel this way because usually it's frowned upon. Your your bros are just people you're supposed to like drink with, party with, have fun with. And intimacy is where you only get that from women. I mean, I, I get that because there are definitely a lot of men like that. But like from my perspective, like I've had deep, intimate conversations with all of my best friends. Well, you're not, we've already established at the beginning is that yeah. you are not normal. You are like, yeah. you're like a rainbow that rarely comes out only when it rains. <laughs> that is not, he's not gay, but I'm just saying like, he he's very different. Like he seems very mature and very in tune to his emotions and having deep conversations, which is why he's on his podcast. Because it wouldn't be with any, like not trying to say straight men aren't like that, but most straight men that I've run into are like, not in tune with their like emotions and who they are and their sensitive yeah. side. They're just more along the lines of playing this toxic masculine role that's kind of put before them. I think a lot of I think a lot of the stigma around sex as well, especially in America, also comes from the media who sexualizes any part of the female body for Agreed. the most part. You know, because like one of my buddies, he he grew up in France and, you know, like he said that like shampoo commercials would come on on TV in France and they would show the entire naked woman in the shower while, you know, she's doing the thing. So they don't they're not sexualizing the female body because she, they are showing it to the general public. If you're watching TV and a shampoo com commercial comes on, you're, you, you can be two or 60. And you're you're gonna see this naked woman, and you're gonna become you're gonna become n like neutralized to it because it is a natural thing. Yeah. The the any naked body is a natural part of life, and so the fact that we censor all of that here in America makes it almost almost a a taboo thing. So it it like in turn creates a less intimate society if you will no i agree i agree with that that point of view like it, that is true the media does media the media persuades people and like when you grow up like women always blur out the breasts always blur out certain parts of the body but a man could be shirtless and that's fine yeah exactly now, but a male's nipples and a female's nipples are basically the same except Women yeah, have breasts. Yeah, so if, so question like out of curiosity because uh, someone said this on TV and there was an interview. It was like question: If I go and as a man, I identify as a man, go and say I want breasts. Let me have breast surgery. Therefore, when I go in public, you can see my masculinity, the fact that I am a man, facial hair, everything. But I happen to have breasts, and I'm walking around shirtless. But these are appear to be female breasts. 
Am I going to get censored and say, you can't do that? Because if it's really about the nipple, then men should cover their nipples as well. Because that's what they claim. Like, yeah. oh, as long as you cover the free, like, but that's what you said. It's sexualizing women on every level to the point where it's just like, you can't do this. You can't do that. But men can do everything because we're not a sexualized thing unless we're like super built and look like well, Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. I mean, men are sexualized to an extent, um, you know, like, but see, at the same time, one thing that like Bill Burr said on one of his standups that rings so true is I feel like the only reason why it's okay to sexualize men is because me- other other men don't fucking care. Yeah. So like you never hear about a bunch of men, fat men protesting the Aquaman show because movie because um, Jason Momoa looked fucking godly in that movie. No no man gave a fuck because they knew okay, this is my body, that's his body, I'm not going to look like that ever, and that's okay, I'm fine with that. But then again, you see a Victoria's Secret model walk down the, walk down the uh, um, runway, and then like, you know, do her thing, and then you have all these other average looking women who are like, how am I supposed to compete with that? Don't, don't fucking try to. There's a market for everything. There's somebody who's always going to be attracted to you and what you are and who you are. So why are you going out of your way to get offended by a woman who literally, like, like to look like that? Her workout regimen is fucking crazy. Her eating schedule, her like the things that she's allowed to eat. Like, are you gonna are you gonna hold yourself to that standard? And if you if you don't want to, that's totally fine. You don't have to. But if you want to, then that's you know that's what you're gonna create out of it but yeah like the only like the reason why it's okay to sexualize men and or is just because is i would say is basically just because men other men don't give a fuck true but some women can say we don't give a fuck either i don't fall into that category of those women is screaming and protesting yeah i mean that's true and that, that's very true but also, at the same time, things have changed because other women do get offended by the the social stigma or social norm of what a beautiful woman is. True. I mean, but yeah, it's a, just a double-edged sword. Because, it really is. Because like, you, you can be like, oh, well, I'm not okay with that. That's not right. And they can say, well, we just... Well, also, you also remember that the media is also was also in the early 80s, 90s and stuff was ran by men. So mm-hmm. they were putting their own sexual fantasies in like, oh, well, women need to be this size. Mm-hmm. So women was like, well, we don't care that they look like that. We just want more representation of what a real woman looks like. Yeah. You know, like, okay, they represent 1% of women because they work hard to keep that body okay. and that look. Look, that's fine, but then come up with a company that is based around that. Don't try, don't try and change Victoria's Secret's image because they have they've had this image for years and they built. But their... shouldn't they also be inclusive? They so they Why? so they so they should be able to just say, hey, let me stick with these skinny, beautiful women. And if someone else wants to come in the market and create a Victoria's Secret line for like larger women, then do that. Yeah, I mean, I guess. I guess, but they could say the same thing. Like, I mean, you could apply that to so many different areas. It's just like, yeah, oh, well, if you want, if black people want to be in movies, then they need to create their own studios. I mean, I get I it. Mean, race is different, but like, it's still race like. Race is very different. You yes. can't fucking come over here and say that shit. No, 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 It is very different, but at the same time, like, people can look at it and say, well, there's no difference for me. Okay, all I'm saying is a double edged sword. There's no difference for you doesn't mean there isn't a difference. 
Okay, well, it's it's not that easy, okay? Humans are complex creatures. I said it before, <laughs> yeah. all right? Everybody wants everybody wants a slice of pie. Everybody wants their opinion. Everybody mm-hmm. wants to be represented. And unfortunately, like, and I'm going to get to this. We're going to end it after this particular right. conversation, but this kind of falls into that whole thing. It's just like, I saw the other day, like, I play video games. I'm big in video games, mm-hmm. you know, PC, Xbox, mobile gaming on some levels. Mm-hmm. Um and the thing about it is, is they were talking about a new game that was coming out and what they were going to do. And people was like, oh, my God, they're going to try to make this game woke. Right. And like and this whole word about woke is confusing to me because and I you might can explain it to me a little bit better. And I'm not trying to say I'm not educated on it, but like most of the time that I see people combating woke, it's just like where they're trying to be inclusive just for the sake of saying we included someone to make to kind of meet a quota right Mm -hmm. but i'm like okay i get that from the perspective of like we're just going to throw a black person or a trans person in this show or we're going to rewrite the script to make this person trans for example making ariel black Mm -hmm. okay they're just like well why did they need to do that she was i was like why does it matter she's a fictional character anything that changes if this is not history if it's not history something that's written written history that actually happened anything is fair game to be changed exactly so why are some people so like, oh, well, that's too woke. I don't understand. I'm like, so you're mad because they're adding a trans character, a black character, or they're doing this. Why are you upset? Like, you can go watch the original one. It exists. Yeah. So don't watch the new one. Exactly. Why Why do you need to, like, that's the point. People just like to cry baby, cry now. Everybody oh. has to cry about something. And I'm just like, yeah. why don't you just accept that times are changing? You're that old person that said segregation should be still a thing, but you're, oh, it's not the same thing because they were racist. And I was like, well... I'm not saying you're racist, but like let people be inclusive. If they want to make a new game with a character that's black, or they want to make a new movie with a character that's trans, don't watch the movie. Go watch the old movie when it comes out. Yeah. Like the day the movie release, just go watch the old Little Mermaid and be yeah, happy. Exactly. Or why try to broaden her perspective and say, let's see what they could do. Yeah. And make something different. Look, I don't I I personally don't understand why people are fucking all upset over the fact that the little mermaid is black. Who fucking cares what color her skin is? She's a fish. Okay, she's a mermaid. She's not real. She ain't real. Exactly. And like, and like you said, unless it's something that has to do with history, like if they tried to make George George Washington a black man, yeah, no, no, it wouldn't make sense. Exactly, slavery would have been abolished, and he would have been like, give him all the reparations. Yeah, exactly. You know, so like. It, it wouldn't make sense towards the story because the story is a real thing that fucking happened. Yeah. So you kind of have to be a little bit more um, like by the book with that. But with a fictional character, you can play them as whoever the fuck you want. You know, like shit. The the Little Mermaid could have been a duck for all I fucking care. You know, like the Aflac duck. You know, who fucking <laughs> who gives a fuck who is portraying this person and and like. People would not be in a but, rage if they also, switched and made it a guy. If it was a white guy instead of a girl, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then just made the prince of princess on the, it would be like, oh my god, it's revolutionary and it's no, so great. No, people would still be, you know, no, yeah, people, they would. People they definitely would. would be, it should yeah, be a woman. Like, they'd be like, oh, what? So some some guy is well, like, what is is he gonna fall in love with a princess or is he gonna fall in love with a prince? So you're gonna make him gay? Blah blah blah. True. They, they would they would definitely have a bitch pit over that. I think shit. we're just in a stage right now with Twitter or how Twitter before Elon Musk got it. Um, Twitter. Mm-hmm. It was. It, I think Twitter has become the place to complain, and then when Twitter became popular, it's just I've like I've never heard of Twitter. I've never. I created one, but I never used it. I just did it to like check on like, like video game stuff. Like when 
like video developers release content, but mm-hmm. like to follow people's personal. But I didn't care what Donald Trump. I didn't care what Barack Obama. I don't care what those politicians yeah. say or post because I don't care about other. Like it's funny to me when people are like, "Oh my God, did you hear what Kanye said?" Or "Oh my God, do you did you hear what like the Kardashians did last weekend?" I'm like, no, and I don't fucking care. My thing is, if I fuck with a celebrity. Like if I fuck with their music or if I fuck with their with their movies or whatever, I don't like that's all I fuck with. I don't research them. I don't research their lives. I most of the time in bands, I don't even know the band members' names. And that I, goes back to media. That goes back to the media because the fact back in the day when movies came out, you would only see movie you would only see actors come out to promote the movie and then they go about their per private professional lives but mm-hmm. then the media was like well we can make and actually kim kardashian kind of did that they just became like oh i'm a celebrity because like not because i have talent not trying to say they don't have talent because she's a billionaire but yeah. before it was just like i made a sex tape my talent is i'm entertaining on tv my personal life is therefore a floodgate open mm-hmm. and now people are just like well what is kanye saying this week and what well actually kanye kind of looks for attention when he posts stuff he like, really he, does he like this kind of his thing but like Kanye's i get what you're saying more. Yeah. I, I get what you're saying. Like I, when it comes to like my artists, with like I love Sierra, like mm-hmm. and I love Beyonce and I love Taylor Swift and I love like a lot of different artists. But do not do that. <laughs> okay, I knew I love Taylor Swift because my fiance yeah. was the one that got me into Taylor Swift. Okay, but um, all I'm saying is, it's like I don't follow their personal lives. Yeah, like they might post a photo, I'll like it, but I'm not like. Oh, this person has these views. I don't care if they're Republican. I don't care if they're Democrat. I don't care if they believe in the Bible or what their religion is. All I care about is you keep putting out music so I can keep dancing. Exactly. And then, and if you stop doing that, then I'm going to switch to somebody else. Exactly. Your job is to entertain me. You are no more important than entertainment for me. Exactly. I mean, it sounds bad, but literally, they, they, that's, that's what That's what doing. it is. That's what their job is. Like, stay out of politics. You're not a politician. Okay? Like, and like all of this other shit... But also at the same time, I don't fucking care what they do with their daily lives. I don't care where I don't care where their favorite place to eat is. I don't give a fuck about their birthday. I don't care about any of that shit. Okay. I like your music or I like your movies. Yeah, it's Period. almost like a blurred line where people are almost looking up to celebrities and they say, "Well, I'm gonna they're influencers and like you have 20 million people following you on Twitter and people are easily influenced by you tweeting this." And I'm just kind of like. Why? Well, I don't care. Yeah. I mean, I get there are people that care. So there's statistics and data that backs that. Like if a celebrity says something and people are going to go do this. But like that's because that's what the media built them up to. That's yeah. what they kind of culture and created America and all like the whole media society. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like I didn't care what Whitney Houston was doing when Bodyguard came out. I just wanted to see the movie. Yeah. You know, damn, am I really giving away my age? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, it was it was a good chat. Like these are things that we could talk on forever about and yeah. just go into deep conversation but we could save it for another podcast because i mean unless you move away like every other co-host that i tried <laughs> to get then you know that might not be a thing but i get it I you're mean, a tattoo not, artist i'm not planning on moving away there might be some times when i'm traveling but i mean i'm trying to i'm trying to stay here so no i get it you're an important person and you know I will drop all of your information (laughs) in the link in the bio of the podcast so people can reach out to you if they want to tattoo, if they want to see some of your work on Instagram or you don't have Twitter. So sorry, guys, you're not going to find him on Twitter. I don't have Facebook either. He don't even have Facebook. So you're just going to have to go to his Instagram. That's the only way you're going to get a tattoo or know more about Chris. But I'm definitely going to have him back for other things. And I'm just going to say thank you for like coming and giving your opinion on everything. And I'm glad I actually met you. Yeah, I'm glad I met you, too.
All right, so we're out and thank you. Yeah.